Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. Today we're talking about Fellowship of Christian Athletes, an organization that's been around the area, gosh, I would say for at least 20 years or so, maybe? 30, somewhere. 30 years? Yeah. Wow, gosh, 30 years. I'm just getting older. Um, but it's been around for a while in this area, and we're talking with Josh Mills, who's the area rep for SEMO South FCA. He's been on the show before, and so, Josh, welcome back. Thanks for having me, man. Um, for those who may not know, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, what is it? Man, um, where do we begin? <laughs> we um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes does a multitude of things from um, administering to uh, students within the schools, to coaches, to athletes, um, to, to the community. We have uh, community coaches, uh, campus and camps. That's kind of our four C's of how we minister. Um, around here, you know, we cover all of those things in a multitude of ways, and um, it's an exciting, you know, organization to be a part of. We just partner the love of Jesus and the love of sports and try to share the gospel through all of those gatherings. I always tell people it is the natural pairing, right, because Paul talked about sports all the time. Yeah. Talked about running the race and what you get, and so if you're a sports guy, I love Paul, so... Uh, <laughs> Um, I love the pairing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and it's really, um, obviously, when, when people get the gospel, when they um, have Christ in their life, there's a change that takes place within them, um, and that permeates throughout uh, the other people that they're around. And I think what we see with FCA as you know, you, and even if they're not a believer, so to speak, the message is always positive, and so there's always a positive flow that co- comes from FCA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think nowadays in our culture, a lot is, is seen on positive, uh, positive environments as well as uh, leadership principles. And FCA brings a lot of that to um, to the table in our conversations that we have, in our whether it's our huddles in the schools or our co- coaches' huddles um, or camps, whatever it may be. We're seeing a lot of that, and even the kids. I've noticed there there are kids that came to camp this year um, that I'm not saying they're not a believer, but it's kind of evidenced by their life. You're not sure, you know, where they stand, and you see the dynamic change in their life a little bit when they see the positivity that maybe they haven't had on the field, on and off the field. Um, and things begin to change for them. And then the next time you see them, they look like a different person. And you go, okay, well, maybe, you know, the gospel is working on them through, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. Well, you know, if you think about the message in the world today, or in the U.S. even, uh, it's just so negative. Everything is so yeah. negative. You know, politics is raining the conversation everywhere, which is always negative. Yeah. Um, all the things that are happening um, around here in this area and in other places can be seen as negative. But really, there's a lot of positive things happening. And we just need more of that and to hear more of those positive yeah. things. I think hearing the stories is the best thing. Uh, we talk about that a lot last week at a board meeting. Um, we've got a guy that's a, he's a big tech guy and owns a business in Bluff for that you know, type of of occupation, and, and he said, "Man, we just got to get the stories out." And the more stories people hear, uh, I think the culture changes. I think people say, "Okay, I don't have to live in the fear mongering, or I don't have to have you know the Debbie Downer kind of mentality." And they start kind of building things up, and um, you see that 
that dynamic changes for everybody. Um, you just got to find somebody that's lighting that torch. Right, absolutely. Because if you, if you focus on negative things all the time or you hear nothing but negative things all the time, it affects your demeanor. It, oh, it affects you personally. And then again. And physically, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's nice to have FCA, which is positive reinforcement in, in either way that you look at it. Now, you guys um, run by a board, right, when you're revamping that just a little bit. Yeah, yep. So, um, so we have a board that originated out of Bluff 30 years ago. Um, a couple guys, Robert Whalen, Herman Stiles, Doug Libla, kind of started this um, adult uh, huddle over there as an FCA organization. A guy by the name of Gary Beats that used to run FCA through the state um, came through there and he said, man, he was persistent. Hey, guys, let's start this. Let's start this. Let's see what it looks like. Um, Robert still sits on our board today and so does Herman. And uh, Doug's an influential part of what we do over there, too, as well as you know raising support. And when we talked the other day, they said, man, 30 years ago when we sat down in a room and had this conversation, we couldn't imagine um, that we're sitting here talking about the vision of where we're going from now. Um, so it's, it's cool. It's exciting. It's always been out of bluff, the board has. Um, when I was hired, the main goal hiring me from this area was to let me stay here, include board members from this area and then begin to move south and so we can kind of cover all three corners of our little triangle you know of coverage area and so we've added two new board members uh, in the last three or four weeks uh, sherry froderman and casey self and so that's been you know a big thing sherry sits on a couple other boards and is very influential in her church and in the community and casey has three athletes and so um, it kind of just makes a lot of sense to partner people like that with our ministry um, and to help us you know begin to really take our vision and unveil it to this area and, and raise the support that we need to continue the mission and, and move forward. Well, also it helps, um, you know, a little, little more energy. New ideas come uh, come on when you, you know, have new people on the board. Yeah. And then also, you know, not that Bluff's that much different than say, Sykeston or New Madrid yeah. or, or Cape even, uh, but it is different. And so, uh, you know, you diff- sometimes different challenges, different kids. So it gives you some uh, different perspective on the board when you have them from different yeah, areas. Absolutely. Well, and I, and I think that's since that's always been there, um, they do things the way that they've done them. Um, they've been good. They've been a, a really solid board that has been very, very pivotal in maintaining the ministry of FCA for 30 years. Um, and when I sat last week and watched a couple of coaches at a marriage retreat, I, I thought, wow, these coaches are an example of just the uh, continuation and the, the maintaining of that ministry. They wouldn't be there sitting and hearing the gospel being poured into if those guys 30 years ago had not sat down and said, let's make this happen. Um, now we see people over here that have an opportunity to say 30 years from now, let's make sure this is still happening. Let's take that energy effort let's put it into the vision and let's make sure that we you know continue moving forward and you mentioned the marriage retreat their fca provides a marriage retreat for coaches and their spouses and that happened recently and um you guys i i feel like maybe i'm wrong maybe there was also a little change in focus of not just students but also coaches because after all coaches are such a huge influence on the athletes so fca developed a, a part of their vision this year just as the national organization um and global organization of e3 and that's equip engage and empower and so every coach our mission is to see every coach and every athlete uh, enter into a growing relationship with jesus christ and his church and so we have to track that by saying okay are we engaging 
X amount of coaches? Are we equipping them, you know, with what they need to learn and grow in their faith? And then are we empowering them to go and then lead out, um, you know, in their own circle of influence? Are they doing that? And so um, the marriage retreat is one way that we say, okay, we're engaging with this couple. We're pouring into their marriage. We're helping them uh, invest in them where maybe they're not being poured into. Um, I saw a stat last night that said like 92% or something like that of churches have no budgeted money towards marriage ministry. Hmm. And um, just from coming from the church world and seeing how how pivotal marriage ministry can be for people that really need it or maybe not even realize they need it, um, we took that and we said, okay, what what is necessary in, in coaching world for them to be able to survive? Um, had a couple of coaches, spouse, like their wives after a football game one night said, you know, coach, they, they call me coach all the time, which is cool, because I feel like I'm a coach to coaches. Uh, but they said, man, coach, uh, we just need some time. You know, we need some time and somebody, you know, just to, you know, just to pour back into us because they pour out 24-7, you know, yeah. if they're not careful. They're, they're literally pouring out more than they're at home. And so I said, what, what would it look like if we took a couple coaches and we did a retreat with them and just invested in their marriage? Um, Glenn, two years from from or from that day, they're still talking about that exact weekend, you know. And it was a simple, you know, a couple hundred dollars a coach and their spouse, and we sent them off and stayed in the cabin, poured into them, sent them on a date night. And it was the first date night they had been on forever. So last weekend we did the same thing. We were able to send uh, twenty plus coaches from our area. Uh, and their spouses to the new courtyard downtown of Cape, which is awesome. Um, a lot of families went, or couples went and ate at Top of the Mark and uh, ate downtown at the new, you know, Mary Jane's and stuff. We sent them out and just gave them a date night, gave them some money, said go eat. And uh, just what comes from that helps energize them to go back and invest in the leaders of tomorrow, which are our athletes. And so um, the more we take care of those coaches and their spouse, um, the better off they can lead. So we're seeing that importance of, of pouring into that. And it's interesting, too, that because uh, you mentioned churches don't really have that in their budget. You know, we have it for uh, children's ministry, maybe, or yeah. youth ministry, or things of that nature. But really, there's not a lot out there for, yeah. um, you know, couples or well, for marriage. And we've found that those couples that have been able to make it to those retreats, um, to me, I see them as a pivotal leader in in their respective sport, you know, what they're teaching, what they're coaching. Um, I see a different energy in them, and I go, man, we've got to figure out how to get every one of them, you know, involved in that. And so, like, our vision is to see, you know, as our board grows, like one of the reasons we try to raise support is to be able to send coaches out and, you know, invest in them. And, and not just the ones for marriage, but the single coaches as well, you know, to be able to pour into them and do some leadership stuff with them and um, get them away from their field or their court for a little bit. Just show them some love, show them a little bit of, um, you know, time and show them a lot of Jesus and, yeah. you know, and allow them to just invest in other people. So, Well, and that year goes by so quick, so fast. You know, there, you have great intentions as a, a husband or a wife or whatever, but if your focus is school and it's, and it's yeah. coaching and, and it goes by so fast and then you're getting ready for the, the next year and yeah. the intentions that you had is now gone. Oh, yeah. Because you ran out of time. So yeah. Josh Mills is our guest today. He's the area rep for SEMO South 
FCA, and so we're kind of talking about uh, FCA today. We talked about the board and some uh, marriage retreat that you guys uh, had for coaches, but also um, you guys have camps for people too. I know there was soccer camp, I think. And well, we had a soccer one booked, and uh, and we ended up not having enough show up for that, so we ended up saying, okay, well, maybe it's best to partner with area schools when they're having those camps. Um, but we had a ton show up for baseball, and so uh, we had. It seems kids. like there's a resurgence of baseball. I mean, it's wild, yeah. And I think, um, you know, I don't know. We just have a lot of kids in the area that love to play it. And um, my kids love soccer and baseball both. Um, it's more fun for me to watch them play soccer because I don't have to coach it. I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, But we had we had a baseball camp called Turn 2 Baseball Camp, and that theme was basically turning to Jesus. Um, you know, we kind of played off of a little bit of double play action there on the field. And uh had 30 kids show up, had some businesses partner with us. Jana Farrell and the insurance company provided food, and Darren Johnson provided the T-shirts. Dustin Kerr and the parks were awesome about letting us use the field for camp. And so we're kind of partnering with the community in that way, you know, and, uh, and investing. They're investing in lives. We're investing in lives. Um, we had 30 kids come out, and some junior high and high school athletes came out and poured into them, taught some of the drills with us. Um, kids were sharing their testimonies. And, um, you know, you saw kids uh, hear a gospel presentation at least three times that day. Um, and, you know, we've seen kids that are still wearing the bracelet from camp and still wearing their, you know, their baseball camp T-shirt and, and talking about it, wanting to know when we're going to do another one. Um, from that, we've which, had, which really, that's when you know it's successful. Yeah, right? yeah. We loved it, you know. And, and the, the shame of it was there was a major storm that day that rolled in right at dinner time. Um, so we all got to be real close in the concession stand for a little while, um, <laughs> hanging out till the storm blew over. But um, but from that, we've seen other schools, you know, coaches in the other schools say, hey, I like how that camp went. Can we do a volleyball camp down here at Clarkton? Can we do, you know, a softball camp here, you know, or can we do a basketball camp over here at Bluff? You know, what does it look like for us to do a one-day camp, you know, or a two-day camp? Um so on the flip side of that, we had a, a camp called Power Camp that FCA does every year. Um, we started that three years ago at Cape. I've partnered with um, with my supervisor, Mike Litz, up there, who's our area director. And um, first year, we had 100 kids uh, in this three-day camp at Cape Central. Uh, the second year, we had 150, and this year, we had 170. Um, and it's just cool, man, to see every walk of life show up. And, you know, you've got high school coaches that are teaching those drills, um, teaching baseball and soccer and wrestling and volleyball, basketball. Um, I got to coach softball this year, which was really entertaining. Um, just bigger ball, different kind of bat, I guess. But uh, we had a good time with it. But, you know, we've seen these kids show back up, and now they're bringing their friends. And, um, you know, you've got churches that are partnering with them, and they're providing the worship. And the, there are 21 or 22 high school um, athletes that were leaders for that camp, and they're sharing their story of faith, and they're teaching those kids all week long. Um, I, I took my own two kids this year, and a couple of kids from our ball team went, and they loved it. You know, they didn't know what to expect going in, and you know, when they left, they're like, "Man, when is this again?" You know, and so uh, those those are the types of things the businesses are investing, you know, their financial support in. It's able to. Invest in the leaders of tomorrow, like you said, even if they don't come to faith right now, it's building leadership qualities in them and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and then from obviously from our, you know, from our faith perspective, they're hearing the gospel and the chance to respond. And we saw kids respond at camp this year. You know, we saw kids place their faith in Christ and um, and turn their life over to him and say, OK, I can play for his glory and, 
you know, and enjoy what I do. So, and those camps are different than say just a camp. You know, like you go for a week and do all yeah. sorts of things because you you have kids who all have the same interest, right? They yeah. all love baseball, and then when you take that positive energy with a positive message, I mean, it really just works. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it it does things that. Uh, some of the board members from Cape were, were able to come and snap some pictures and sit in on some of the worship set, worship sessions um, and to see what they knew they were investing in. They go, wow, like this is beyond what I could you know, possibly comprehend. It's another one of those situations of just getting the stories out. Let's let people hear you know, what's really happening at camp. Let them see videos and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's making an impact and a difference um, in kids' lives, and they're able to see that, Oh, there's an older kid. What's cool to me is to see an older kid that they obviously will look up to before they look up to the old grown man, you know, sitting there teaching. Um, and I'm 36, Glenn, and act like I'm 85 sometimes <laughs> when I'm trying to coach. Yeah. Um, but they'll look at that high school senior and they go, man, I'll watch that kid play every, you know, every Tuesday or every Friday or whatever. And, man, they're willing to listen to those kids share their stories. Because a high school senior for that little kid in, say, middle school or yeah. elementary school, that senior high kid, it might as well be a professional athlete. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and, and they know that that's the next level I want to get to. Um, and so if we can take those high school seniors and juniors and, and sophomores and put them on leadership teams within their school huddles, and we can teach them, man, like everybody's watching you, not just the adults cheering you on in the stands. But, you know, we've got young guys and young girls that are sitting watching every move. Um, how do you lead in a positive way, you know, that's making an impact in that next generation? And so I've told uh, several freshmen this year that by the time my kid is a freshman, they're the seniors leading my kid. Um, and they said, oh, my gosh. And I said, man, it's, it's huge. So I want to invest in that high school freshman right now as much as I can because they are the one that's leading my kid when I'm not around. And so that's a big thing to me. The same way with coaches. That's why we pour into them. And, and coaches and students – are getting together because of huddles, right? It's new school year, and uh, new school year means you know the uh, was it weekly? I think uh, huddles for the students, right? Yeah. So at Sykeston, we have Tuesday mornings. Uh, Jennifer Hodgkiss leads our senior high huddle in her classroom, and they meet on Tuesday mornings, like around seven twenty, seven twenty-five. Um, and each week, a kid will come, and he'll he or she will bring the lesson. Um, they'll share their story. They'll share maybe a, a song clip or, you know, a passage from Scripture and a devotion that, you know, God's laid on their heart. And, and some of these, man, like they're transparent kids sitting in that classroom, way more transparent than I would have been at that age. Um, but they're sharing their faith journey. And then on the flip side of that, we've got Wednesday mornings at 740. Um, Coach Gabe DeMint that leads the soccer program here and does an awesome job. Um, he pours into kids at the junior high. And um, so we've got usually 50 or so at the, at the senior high level and usually 50-plus at the junior high. It's not uncommon at the junior high to see 80 kids sitting in the floor, Indian style, listening to one of their friends get up and share, you know, their faith story. And so um, it's cool. Man, it, it, like, it gives me chills when I walk in there sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know, I, I wasn't that bold when I was that age. Yeah. But uh, to see kids take that leadership role on um, is just really encouraging. My, Mindy, my wife and I, we've talked about our two kids and where they are and their leaps and bounds. Um, 
much further ahead than I was at that age, yeah. Yeah. you know, with, with a lot of things, including their faith and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and I, I, we're running out of time really quick, but um, Coaches Huddles too, same thing, focus, the coaches come together, yeah. right? So we started uh, Coaches Huddle here not too long ago with some guys. Um, we've got about five or six guys that show up every Wednesday morning at 645 and we just pour into them we talk about leadership stuff we talk about you know the gospel and we talk about how jesus is influential and in, in the way that they lead um and that's been going really good um and then we've got dana self is going to take a female ho- uh, coaches huddle uh this fall and lead that out and so we've got several women that want to get in you know plugged in and involved and who better than to take a coach that's been there and uh you know and is is working on her faith and mm-hmm. you know every day and to see her pour back into her peers and so we're trying to partner with as many people like that as we can and um and just really invest where we can and well real, real quick because i want to get it in there fields of faith coming up later this year in sykeson yep. right when we've got october 2nd at popper bluff will be theirs and then october 9th we've got sykeson's and it looks like we may be adding donovan to the calendar as well this year they've been asking if they can do one uh, and then cape will have one during one of those dates too so um, October 9th will be the Sykeston date, though, here, okay. here and at then, the football field or at the basketball court. Details, speaker, on, we don't know that yet, right? Yeah, we don't know any of those details yet, but once we do, we'll definitely get that out. Um, people can follow us on SEMO South FCA on Facebook. Um, they can email me at joshmills at fca.org if they ever you know, just want to connect and hear more of how to partner you know, with our ministry. We're a fully support-raised ministry, so if businesses are – our families would like to partner with us, you know, in the gospel. That we are able to be the hands and feet for them in the public schools and to the coaches. Um, and we love people to to team up with us. Josh, thanks for being here. Got to cut you off because we're running out of time. Uh, Josh me. Mills, area rep for SEMO South FCA. Check him out on Facebook. And uh, thank you for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.